Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to an episode of Living Light Outdoors on the mic with you from the truck. Yeah, I know the audio's not as good when I'm in the truck as it is when I'm in the office, but just got one on my heart that I'm going to have to just put out there because it kind of come blasting into place. I, um, I'm going to share a message with you today. This, this, this little nugget of thought has been kind of rattling around in my empty head for several days and been messing with me and just, I couldn't quite get a grip on how to put this together until today. And I'm going to share with you a message that I titled, Got Troubles? I was at the shop and a friend who's an outside salesman, uh, for a outside salesperson, I guess, for a body shop supply store, uh, that's Shawnee Paint and Supply, uh, stopped in to call on me. As we talked about life in general and, and the seemingly heavy load that we are all carrying these days, it, it struck me to remind myself I'm not the only one who's got troubles. I'm dealing with some things on my own. It's got me down. I'm, I'm fighting some stuff, struggling with some stuff, health-wise, garbage, you know, just, and I'm not a good patient. We know that. But it's, it's got me down. It's, it's got me hung up. And after talking with my friend today, it, it just, it just clarified in my mind that we, we have a tendency to let the enemy sink us into our own hole, our own well, and, and he can hold us there if we're not careful because we get, we get set apart. We get singled out. We allow ourselves to be separated from those around us that can help us. That can, that can give us strength, that can give us encouragement, that can pray over us. And, and when he, when he does, when he isolates us, we find ourselves in darkness that we sometimes have a hard time getting out of. And, and I guess maybe I was kind of going down that hole. And, and today it just made me realize I'm not the only one who's going through life's trials and, and struggles. I'm not the only one who's got troubles. So. I did what my spirit led me to do after after my friend left the shop. I prayed over her and her struggles and, and others that I'm aware of. And then I started digging through the word and, and searching for some, some content to put together for this message because I just really felt like God was smacking me upside the head. Now, the, the message of John 16.33 is what came to mind. It's, a, it's, um, it's about an inner peace and the victory Christ gives his followers who rely on him when faced with tribulation. Jesus knows we cannot overcome on our own. So he assured us peace and victory at last in, in, in times of tribulations. As Jesus prepared to depart this world, he knew that difficult days lay ahead for his disciples. And he wanted them to be ready for the most challenging times that they were ever going to face. So Jesus explained how they could endure through the troubles of this life. How can we endure through the troubles of this life when they seem to get so heavy? John chapter 16, verse 33, and this is in the NLT, the New Living Translation. It says, I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. So amid the, the storms of life, in this dark and fallen world, we can still find inner peace, and it's still possible, but it's only possible through a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
The, the disciples could not depend on themselves to survive the trials and the persecution that they would soon endure. Instead, they would have to rely entirely on Jesus and everything he had taught them while living and ministering with them, fearing for their lives. The disciples literally would abandon Jesus at the cross. Well, we can see that in Matthew 26, 56. They'd be scattered, we see in Mark 14, 50 and Acts 8, 1. They'd be arrested, Acts 5, 17 through 21. They'd be thrown out of synagogues in John chapter 16, verse 2, and Acts 16, or Acts, sorry, Acts 13, 14 through 52, that, that entire segment of, of Acts 13. And they'd be martyred for their faith in Jesus. Again, Acts chapter 7, 54 through uh, 8, and verse 3, actually, so that whole segment in there. But they would not go astray. What, what would keep them from going astray? Because they would remember the Lord's words. Take courage. Take heart. I have overcome the world. Yeah, we're going to struggle. We're going to have our troubles. But take heart. In the midst of all of our trouble, Jesus overcame this world. With our, with our hooks set in him, we have peace. The Greek word translated overcome means to defeat to win a victory over, as in a contest or even a military conflict. Conflict, sorry. So the overcome means to defeat, to win. It's a victory. The world is the created physical realm, the domain and existence here on earth, and it's considered distinct from the heavenly or spiritual realm. It's completely separate. Jesus knows that here on earth we encounter trouble and we're going to encounter sorrow, but He has overcome the world. And every earthly obstacle for us. He defeated death. I mean, he, he literally defeated death on Resurrection Sunday. What has Jesus overcame for us in this world? He's overcame anxieties and, and, and cares. Christ's victory over the world is multifaceted. First, he gives his followers peace to overcome their troubled hearts. Again, in John 14, 27, he said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and don't be afraid. John 14.1 says those who believe in Jesus Christ don't have to live with anxious hearts, but can experience the gift of his otherworldly peace. We do this by bringing every situation to him in prayer. Remember, the Bible talks about taking every thought captive, making it subject to Christ. But by bringing everything to him in prayer, depending wholly on him, to meet our needs. You can actually see some in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. The Lord's peace transcends all the confusion, all the fear, all the anxiety that this world, like a shield, set over our minds and hearts as we live secure in Jesus Christ. Philippians 4, 7 gives us some great reference for that. We can overcome hatred and persecution. It's important to remember that Christ's victory over the world does not physically remove us from the battle. We're still in the fight. We will face the same hatred that Jesus did. In John chapter 15, verse 18 through 20, it says, If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. This is Jesus talking. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you. As a servant, as a servant is not greater than his master, if they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. 
Again, that's John chapter 15, verse 18 through 20. We overcome the world because we belong to God. His spirit lives in us. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us as followers of Christ. If you're surrendered to him, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, the same spirit that raised him from the dead dwells in you. Listen, if you're not surrendered to him, if you're not a follower, if you're not uh, repentant, if you're not completely wholeheartedly surrendered to Jesus Christ, your trouble's going to weigh a whole lot more than mine. I may get bogged down, but I know I've got a way out. I know I've got peace. If you are not surrendered to Christ, there is no peace. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4 says, is greater than the one who is in the world. So we overcome the world because of the spirit that lives in us, because it's greater than anything in this world. Paul asked the Romans this question in Romans chapter 8, verse 35. He said, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are, or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? He answers his own question with a resounding no. In Romans 8, 37, he says, Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. We overcome sin and temptation. Temptation to sin will always be a part of our lives in this world, but Christ gives us victory over sin. Before salvation, the Bible says we lived like we were dead in disobedience and sin. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 2 says, Just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world, he is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. We are dead in sin and disobedience without being surrendered to Jesus Christ. We used to follow only the passions and the inclinations of our sinful nature before we surrendered. Ephesians chapter 2, 3. But Ephesians 2, 4 through 6 says this, But God, oh, I love these but God moments. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much, that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. There are spiritual forces at work. Jesus not only paid the penalty for our sin, but he also won a pivotal victory over Satan and all the supernatural powers of the evil who are aligned with him. Colossians chapter 2.15 and Hebrews 2.14 talks about this. Ephesians chapter 6.10-18, pretty familiar verse. The devil's been defeated through Christ Jesus. As believers, we appropriate Christ's victory when we put on the whole armor of God. Remember what it says? Having done everything to stand, stand therefore. Put on the whole armor of God. We overcome sorrow and death. Death is inevitable. It's an inevitable reality for all of us, all people. But for believers in Jesus Christ, death means victory over our last enemy. I I remember speaking the words when a friend of ours passed away uh, in in a fight with cancer that he had battled for quite some time. And the word that hit me that morning was he won his battle. He won his battle here on this earth. He'd been fighting a battle on this earth in a fleshly realm. But the moment that his spirit was given over to the Lord, he won. Satan no longer had any control over him. Through his atoning sacrifice, on the cross and subsequent resurrection, Jesus overcame the world by conquering death.
He shares that victory with all who repent and believe in him as their Lord and Savior. 1 John 5, 4-5 says, For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. It's only those who are followers of Christ that will win this battle. Christ's death grants salvation and eternal life to all who believe in him. Jesus told Martha after the death of her brother Lazarus, John chapter 11, verse 25 through 26, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Christ grants that we overcome the world in him, and he gives us the right to sit with him on his heavenly throne at the right hand of God the Father. We see all of this, Revelation chapter 3, verse 21, Hebrews 10 and verse 12, and Romans 8, verse 34. There in our eternal home in God's kingdom, we will live forever in the Lord's presence. Revelation chapter 21, verse 3 and 4, I love this. Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eye. There will be no more death. There will be no more sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. Man, what an incredible, glorious time that's going to be when we finally make it into his spiritual realm. So if you are like me, you got troubles in this world, take heart. With all I have just said, Jesus has already overcome the world. All we have to do is surrender our hearts and lives to him and endure our short time here in this messed up earth, sharing our faith and our story as we journey along life's path. And after putting these notes together, finishing up my work, uh, getting getting in my truck, ready to head home, I climb in the truck. And my, my, my radio is always on Christian radio station. It's just what I listen to. But this song came on the radio, and I want to share this with you. It's called Hold On by Katie Nicole. I, ch- I dare you to go listen to this today. You got troubles? Go listen to this song, Hold On by Katie Nicole. It, it says this, smoke clouds all around, couldn't see your face. Darkness consumed me, stuck in this bitterness. But I know there's a light that's waiting up ahead. So I'll stay in the fight and look to the one who said, hold on just a little bit longer. I know it's going to be okay. These days are going to make you stronger. You'll find purpose in the pain. Hold on just a little bit longer. Deep down, there's a well of faith. Let hope arise as you're lifting up my name and just hold on. Your promise, is it still stands. It's chasing after me. The rainbow through storm clouds is how I'm going to see that there's a light that is waiting up ahead. So I'll stay in the fight, and I'll look to the one who said, hold on just a little bit longer. I know it's going to be okay. These days are going to make you stronger. You'll find purpose in the pain. Hold on just a little bit longer. Deep down, there's a well of faith. Let hope arise as you're lifting up my name and just hold on. Something very thing that caught my eye in the midst of this song as it's talking about just hold on. We're going through trial. We're going through struggle. Maybe you're fighting something that you really don't know how to win. Maybe you're dealing with things that you just really are, are they're bogging you down. You don't know what to do with them. Maybe, maybe you're just downtrodden. Maybe you're just weary in this fight. Just hold on a little bit longer. I know it's going to be okay. All of this stuff makes us stronger. 
All we got to do is hold on. But I love how this says in there, let hope arise as you're lifting up my name. That's, that's huge. You need to catch this. How does hope arise in us? In our worship to our king, in lifting up his name. You want to find some hope in the midst of your troubles today? Spend some time worshiping him. Throw the radio on. Get some Christian music pumping into your atmosphere and worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the God of all creation, the only one who can bring peace in our troubles. Spend some time with him today. Let hope arise as you're lifting up his name today and just hold on. Amen. Whew. God bless you. I kind of feel like preaching right now. I love you guys. Ron and I love you guys. We thank you so much for all of your prayers. Thank you for your support, your financial support, your prayer support. It is such a blessing to have a, a group following us that we have. It's increasing. I, I'm so thankful for that as well. May God bless each and every one of you as you think about us, pray over us. Uh, again, I'm, I got troubles. Ron has got troubles. We all got troubles. We're, we're fighting through some things, uh, got to deal with some physical things, just just got to do it, just got to hold on. But in the process, keep keep your hope up by lifting up his name. Amen. We love you. We're praying for you tonight. God bless you. We will talk to you again real soon.